Hi, this is Bailey Curry. Dallin Bestwick here. Brennan Gaunt here, former driver number 62. This is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Rafael Sard. Quick Pick Podcast. It's not that tough. Connor, Ethan, Quick Pick Podcast. You're listening to it. Everybody tune in. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor. The dog has stopped barking. We just finished an interview that you'll hear next week. We've got an interview today still in the second segment. Stick around to, to hear that one. It was a good one. We talked to sprint car driver Kevin, Kevin Thomas Jr. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, I'm joined by Connor. How are you doing today, Connor? Doing good. We're recording this on the February 2nd, and we are Four days away from the clash, we'll have the clash preview in the third segment. The offseason, which was one of the best, is finally wrapping up, which, I mean, to be honest, is a good thing because I'm ready for some actual racing. But before we begin, let's give a shout out to our, you know, partner here on the partner here on the podcast. It's Eric from Zentency. He's been on here for covering for me in the past. He's doing some things behind the scenes with us. And you might have a little bit more of a permanent role coming up here in the next couple of weeks so make you make sure you stick around and listen but he's an up-and-coming youtuber with great content great audio the two things that make or break a youtuber and he's both a, he's phenomenal at both of them so make sure you go check out his youtube video and channel and twitter both those links will be in the description below ethan we also have a code for something what is the code yes we have a code to circle b diecast and plan b sales.com one of the top diecast websites that you can find online. They have just about every diecast that even have some of the new next gen diecast coming in. And if you use the code QuickPit on any order, $20 or more, what do you get, Connor? Free shipping, which is yes. huge now. So make sure you uh helps out the podcast and make sure you uh definitely do that as the dog is continuing to bark. So yeah, definitely make sure you guys do that. The dog does not like Circle B diecast. Connor, did you put her up to this? No, uh, she just wants the attention and she wants uh, she wants all you guys to go use that code. That's what she wants. Ah, yes, of course. So use the code QUICKPIT, Q-U-I-C-K-P-I-T, no space, on CircleBDiecast.com for free shipping, $20 or more. All right. We've got lots of news, Connor. You said earlier, no racing. We actually did have some racing. 24 hours of racing this weekend. Rolex 24 IMSA kicked off their season it's really the Rolex is the kickoff of the racing year, and they are typically the uh, conclusion of it, too, with Petit Le Mans. But, uh, yeah, big race down in Daytona. It was freezing cold. They had tire problems. Kind of, you know how cold it got overnight there? How cold did it get? 26 degrees. Yeah, that's cold. It's a good thing there wasn't any water on the track because it would have froze. That's how yeah. cold it was, but we'll walk you through the winners in each class, starting with Helio Castroneves and uh, Meyer Schenk racing the rest of the drivers on that team. Oliver Jarvis, Tom Bloomquist, and Simon Pagano. Castroneves and Pagano, both IndyCar drivers. Of course, Helio has won four IndyCar titles, or not IndyCar titles, Indy 500s. He also mentioned this week that he's thinking about doing NASCAR, which would be really interesting. He ran SRX last year, but he's never tried NASCAR. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the DPI class won by that team. Coming in uh, first in the LMP2 class, uh, Dragon Speed USA with Devlin DeFrancesco, Eric Lux, P- 
Pato Award and Colton Herta. Herta and Award are both IndyCar drivers. Um, LMP3, Riley Motorsports wins. GTD Pro, FAF Motorsports, uh, the Porsche team. And, and that was the really interesting one. That was the best finish. Connor, you saw that finish, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Did you see it live? No, I saw the replay of it. Basically, the two leaders, two Porsches, last lap, collide in the bus stop, wrecking one, almost wrecking another, right in front of Castro Nevis, who's about to win uh, the race. But, yeah, it was a wild finish there. Looked straight out of NASCAR. It was pretty cool. Uh, the, those cars typically produce some good finishes. And then, of course, Wright Motorsports wins the GTB class. So those drivers all going home with Rolex watches on their wrists. And the NASCAR, or the NASCAR, the racing season has officially been launched. Um, pretty exciting, Connor. Yeah, for sure. And just with now four days left to the clash and, you know, just 18 days till Daytona, there's been one more team that's trying to jump in and uh, try to go get a Daytona 500 championship. The money team, Floyd Mayweather has started a team. And we all, I, I, I on Instagram had heard a little something about it and made a post two weeks ago. So I was first on the news, but it's official now. Two weeks later, it came out yesterday, February 1st. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, who's one of the best boxers ever, has started a NASCAR team. He said in an interview, he likes cars and he likes cars that go fast. So, I mean, he, he made it sound like they're going all for it. So I, I can't wait to see what they got with that team. Daytona. Yes, the driver will be Kaz Grala. They will attempt a partial schedule. I think they said about 15 races this year. It's with association uh, with, with Connor. You know who they're who they're affiliated with? Who are they affiliated with? Starcom Racing. They are not dead yet. Starcom still lives on through the money team uh, with uh, the Daytona 500. Entry will be the 50 car sponsored by Pit Viper sunglasses, and the car looks like someone barfed a bunch of crayons onto it. But <laughs> that's accurate, that's accurate. But nonetheless, it's exciting to see another new team try and enter the sport. Uh, another team that's rumored to be making an entry the Biff Greg Biffle is coming back. With New York Racing, a team that hasn't run a race in about three years, the, the ongoing joke is that they're still preparing for Texas because that was their last social media post before they completely disappeared off the map. They've been, they were rumored to be entering last year's Daytona 500, but this year the rumors have some weight, as Greg Biffle was rumor, or reportedly at the RCR shop getting fitted for a seat, and he will drive the New York Racing 44 car in the Daytona 500. Of course, Biffle is one of the better drivers to retire recently. Retired with 18 wins. Uh, was an iconic driver for Roush Racing for a while in the 16 car, that 3M 16 car. And uh, yeah, he, he retired on a pretty long losing streak. Maybe he can he can end it with a Daytona 500 win and an ultimate underdog finish if New York Racing even shows up. Yeah, why not end on top? Another some news: the Xfinity Series is going to be bumping up their, you know, cars to thirty-eight cars uh, now. So they bumped that up a little bit. Just some news that happened this week, and then some uh, another schedule uh, got dropped. Not NASCAR. We already had that out for a couple weeks, for a couple months now. 
and it was really fun last year. It came on really as like a comment. No one really saw it coming as like an actual fun, but the SRX series dropped their schedule just this week. And man, I love the SRX series. And I'm so happy they're doing it again. I mean, they just, they get the veterans that retired and now probably get Chase Elliott and those guys. And it's a really fun, fun race, fun racing to watch. Yeah. So let's walk through the schedule here. Starting June 18th, that's the first race at Five Flags Speedway. Five Flags Speedway, that's in uh, Pensacola, Florida. South Boston Speedway, one of the most iconic, one of the classic tracks in NASCAR short track racing history. Connor, do you have the schedule pulled up? I do. Oh, man, I was going to ask you where South Boston was. Um, (laughs) Because it's not anywhere close to Boston. It's in Virginia. Uh, Stafford Motor Speedway, they will return there. They raced there last year. Um, that's in Connecticut. That's July 2nd. Nashville Fairgrounds, one of the best races last year. I mean, all the races were great, but that one had a great crowd, great atmosphere. Chase Elliott battled his dad for the win. That was phenomenal. Uh, Fairgrounds Speedway, July 9th in Nashville, Tennessee, obviously. And then two dirt tracks to close out the schedule. I-55 Raceway and Sharon Speedway. Both of those are new as well. Should be interesting to see how those tracks work. Um, and Connor has left me, so I'll keep talking. Uh, that was bad, um, but I, I am excited to see what this uh schedule will look like, how these guys will do. And of course, it, it was reported earlier today by Adam Stern that the SRX has had over 20 drivers inquire about racing for it as well as it as well, including including multiple cup drivers. So that will be really interesting. I'd assume Chase Elliott probably wants to come back. It'd be cool to see Kyle Larson or like Denny Hamlin, some guys like that go into the SRX and check that out. I'm really excited for it. I know Connor is too, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Any other news, Connor, that we got to get into here? I think that's it. All right, so we are actually going to take a quick break because Zoom is about to uh, close on us, and then we'll come back in just a second. You probably won't even hear anything. It'll be like two seconds in between me ending talking and starting talking. Um, That's when we will preview the last of the good teams for 2022. Uh, We'll preview Trackhouse. We'll preview RPM. We'll preview JTG, and we'll preview Spire. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quip It Podcast. We just had the little break to the end Zoom, but we're back and we're continue with team previews. We'll work our way up from probably the worst here. Um, on these are the rest of the good teams. Uh, next week is probably gonna be you know lower than you know record race. <clears throat> anyway, Spire. We'll start with Spire and Corey LaJoy. Um, they're going into their sophomore season at Spire. Corey LaJoy entering his age thirty season. He raced 20, thirty-five to thirty-six races last year. Had one top 10, zero top fives, and of course, zero wins. He had no pulls. He led 13 laps, which was a new career high. We'll tie for a career high. And he finished 29th in points, so top 30 for Spire. And I actually think he's going to do pretty good this year. And when you hear our playoff predictions um, probably next week, you know, you, you might hear Corey LaJoy's name because I'm on him. Uh, maybe uh, I've got him as a Daytona winner this year. I got him going to steal Super Speedway. Came close last year. I think he's going. I think he's going to throw a hail mary and land it, like he said last year, uh, trying to get into the playoffs. I think. I think they're going. I think they're going to get a sneaky win. I. I just have that gut feeling. 
Yeah, I think they're going to improve. I think you could see up to like five top ten. I think they'll be closer to what front row was able to do this past season. So I'm excited to see what Spire will do. Obviously, their other car will be split between other drivers. The majority, the lion's share of that uh, ride, the 77, will go to Josh Balicki, slightly improving his equipment from Rick Ware Racing. Landon Castle will run the Super Speedways, and he's also been announced to run the Clash this week. Um, but uh, other than that, it'll be mostly Balicki in the car. I think you could see the same thing. Some marginal improvements over career highs for that team. Up next, we've got JTG Darty Racing dropping back down to one car on their team instead of two. Ryan Priest last year, he's gone, and they didn't replace him, just sticking with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I got to say, Stenhouse looked pretty decent last year. And I'm interested to see what he will do in a car with less downforce that's more skill-based and also a car that's more equal. I think this could be close to a career-high year for Stenhouse. What about about you, Connor? Yeah, and I feel like with them cutting down a car, maybe they put a little bit more money uh, they have into that one car. And I I could see them – I could – I agree with you. I could see it being a career year for that team and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. As I – you know, he's one of those other – that he's going to go try to get a win on the Super Speedway and get into the playoffs. So – you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs just how he drives on super speedways. So I definitely think it'll be a, uh, an improvement year for both the driver of Ricky Sanders Jr. and the team. Next up, Richard Petty Motorsports, Eric Jones. He's going, they're going into his, his sophomore season at RPM. He's entering his age 26 season. He had six top tens last year, zero top fives, of course, zero wins. He led nine laps last year and he finished 24th in the point standings. And you know, Richard Petty Motorsports is an interesting team. You know, they've said they're going to come out and they're going to be more competitive this year. And who knows, the next-gen car could, you know, have them be the best team out the gates. We never really know, but I do think Eric Jones and Richard Petty Motorsports, with them having, like, in the first year under the belt and have a second year together, I think go Eric Jones will outdrive that equipment, and I think he'll have a career year. Well, I guess Eric Jones will have a good year for that equipment standards. And I think Richard Petty Motorsports will have a really good season with Eric Jones as your driver. Yes, and of course, the other the other driver for that team, which is now Petty GMS, will be Ty Dillon. I think Ty Dillon will also end up having a career year. He didn't really run at all in Cup last year, but he ran in the Germain 13 for a while, that, that lovely Geico car. This year in the 42 car for Petty GMS, I think he will not he will definitely be the worst teammate. But I think he will have a good year. I think he could have a career year. This equipment, I think, is almost certainly better than he had at Germain. And also, you have to consider how this benefits RPM as a whole is that Ty Dillon is is uh, tied to uh, RCR. He's Richard Childress. Richard Childress's grandson, just like Austin Dillon. And you know what that means. RPM gets some of that help from RCR. So I think as a whole, this Dillon... Dylan being on the team will help uh, Richard Petty. Uh, Petty GMS Motorsports to take a step forward alongside the new car. And I think you could see both drivers being fringe playoff threats, especially Jones, to sneak into the playoffs with either a surprise win or get on with consistency and points. Yeah, I, I, I agree, right? Pretty much with everything you said, I think it'll be a, you know, a good season for the team and good season for both of those drivers. Next up, Trackhouse, probably the, you know, they came in last year, kind of surprised everybody, and they went out and they bought, they bought a, 
Totus race. Uh, no. <laughs> Chip Ganassi car. Chip Ganassi oh, race. Please don't. All right, that's going on the funny moments. We'll see. You'll hear that at the end of the year. But yeah, I don't know why I blanked on him. But they bought all other resources and put them into their track houses going for it. And they are going for it hard. Daniel Suarez being the driver that was there last year can continue there in the 99 car. You know, he is entering his 30 age season, age 30 season, raced all 36 races last year, one top five, four top tens, led 74 laps and finished 25th in points. I think he's going to have a breakout year, Daniel Suarez, even though he was used, used to be in better equipment with Joe Gibbs. I think he's going to have such a good year. I really think Trackhouse is putting all the chips, throwing all the chips into the middle and they are going to go for it. And I can't wait to watch. I agree. I think Suarez is due for a breakout um, and due to, to just make a great, uh, be a great story. I think Trackhouse with the combination of buying out Chip Ganesi and all their assets, all their expertise and stuff. I mean, I think they're still hiring most of the former Chip Ganesi racing employees that combined with the new car, I think Trackhouse could step up and be on par with RCR. On I think they could perform very closely to what Chip Ganassi Racing did last year uh, on an equipment level and then consider the car hopefully bringing people closer together. I think both of these drivers should be considered playoff threats and maybe even win threats. I mean, you look at Ross Chastain, who ran who's running top five all race, multiple races in the playoffs. I mean, Darlington, he led laps. Richmond, he led laps. He was competitive. I mean, Connor, if you remember at Pocono, he was top five both races and did something stupid to get him out. I think he's maturing while keeping the same good driving style. He's keeping his talent while also being a little bit more careful, but he's not sacrificing what makes him good either uh, for Chastain. This team, I'm excited to see what they could do. But uh, on the flip side, I think there's also an equal chance they could stumble out of the gate. This is a team that really hangs on the balance of this next-gen car where if they stumble out of the gate, they will have a hard time catching back up this year and in years following. So I think both drivers, I think this team gets a win next year between the two. Um, I think both drivers could easily get a win. They're both good at super speedways. They both have, have a have a lot of experience. They're neither of them, either, even though they're young and unproven, they're not rookies. And I think that helps this team as well in, in having some veterans. They're not quite veterans, but not quite rookies. They're kind of in between, I think. But overall, excited for this team. I think they can do well and, and make a splash next year. Or this year. Yeah. This year. Yeah, I, I agree. That's gonna be fun to watch. Two young guns kind of going at it. I can't wait to see it. All right. So that wraps up our team previews for this week. Next week, we'll we'll cap it all off with previewing the rest uh, as we also recap the clash next week. Man, that's exciting. But coming up next, uh, I will talk. No, both of us. Both of us will talk to Kevin Thomas Jr. I'm forgetting which interview we're using this week. Kevin Thomas Jr., sprint car driver, switching over from – he's been one of the best wingless sprint car drivers in the nation in the past five or six years. His interview is coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast.
Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, and today we are very excited to welcome one of the best wingless sprint car drivers in the nation, fresh off of a top 10 finish at the Chili Bowl. Kevin Thomas Jr. joins the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. All right. So we'll start right off with, you know, what got you interested in racing? Was it a family thing? Did you see it on TV? How, what, what piqued your interest to start uh, it's a little bit of a family thing. Uh, my dad raced whenever I was real young. Uh, and then, you know, he didn't race again until I was probably like 14 or 15. So uh, my whole childhood, I never really was introduced into racing. Um, and then once he started again, you know, it sparked my interest. Uh, you know, just like it did his. We raced dirt bikes and stuff whenever I was little, but but nothing with four wheels. So, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of just, it come out of the blue, really. You know, I knew my dad had raced. Um, but I didn't really know what it was. I didn't have any interest in it. And then, uh, you know, once he really started getting back into it, uh, he raced 600 micros down in, in Alabama and Mississippi and some places like that. So once I started going with him, and you know, I fell in love with it at that point. You've probably raced over tons of races throughout your career. Can you take us back to what your first race was and what it looked like back then? Uh, my first race was at molten speedway i want to say uh in alabama it's about 35 minutes from my house uh, it was a 600 micro um i didn't do very well uh you know it was it, man it was such a long time ago I, it's almost hard for me to remember but uh you know that was that was the first time like hopping in a race car and going um i i want to say i I ran just a heat race or just a feature um, at Arkadelphia Speedway, which is actually in Coleman, where I'm from. Um, I would say that would technically be my first race, but like uh, Molten Wood was like when I ran hot laps, heat races, everything. I was, I think I was like 15, 14, 15. And, uh, you know, I, I had no experience, didn't even know how to use a clutch uh none of those things so it's uh you know just kind of just threw me out there and uh, just hope for the best and you know it turned into this what makes sprint car racing special and different kind of take us into the driving seat what what makes it so much fun uh it's raw i feel like um you know it's just it's there's a lot of driving talent that goes along with it but you know for the most part it's it's a lot of reaction too. you know, you don't have anybody in your ear. You don't have a spotter, you know, it's just you with, you know, 23 other guys. So, um, you know, I, I think that part of the sport is what is, is really cool, you know, compared to other, you know, forms of racing, you know, whether it be IndyCar, NASCAR, um, F1, other than, other than like late model dirt racing, everybody seems dirt racing in general, you know, you don't have spotters unless it's, maybe a silver crown car, but, um, you know, it, I think the raw, you know, experience of that, just being by yourself and, and not having anybody that can help you out other than yourself. Um, you know, that's pretty cool. You mentioned you're kind of out there alone on the racetrack. How is it like handling one of these sprint cars? Is it, you know, hard or easy to get used to it? How, how's it handling? Uh, I mean, they can be a handful. Uh, the shock technology these days is, has made them a little um, not as evil, I guess. You know, that's the word we tried to, we explain it as. Um, you know, they're, 
they're fairly in control. I mean, you can get yourself out of control, but uh, put yourself in a bad spot. But man, it's uh, they're they're just a lot of fun. Whether it be a four ten, three sixty, even a midget, um, you know, just just the open wheel style of race car, uh, I enjoy racing a lot. What what was you recently did the Chili Bowl as we said in the intro? Uh, what was that like? That's seems like it's, it's one of the biggest dirt races in the world what walk us through that week uh the week's long obviously you only race uh one prelim night so whether it be on a monday or a friday or in between uh you know there you're there a long time being able to either watch the track or or whatever the case is so it's um you know i generally like to go about wednesday it splits up the week practice on monday race on wednesday and and race on saturday so uh, you're not sitting around for a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of days in a row. Um, you know, I, I get a little antsy personally. So, so um, that that week's tough. You know, hopping in a, in a new car uh, like we did and being able to have the success was great. But man, it, there's a lot of nerves that go into it. The you know the day of uh, and just hoping everything goes right. You know, don't mess up in the heat race, which it can ruin your whole week. Um, you know, so it, it's a little stressful, but, you know, once you get into racing, you know, it's just another day at the racetrack. So, uh, you know, it, it's a long week, but uh, it's also a lot of fun. And uh, to be able to lock that thing into the show like that, um, you know, made our the rest of the week easy and a little bit less stressful. But, uh, you know, it, it can be one of the worst weeks of the year and it can also be one of the best. Imagine you you get a little nervous. Um what was it like racing with these other drivers from other sports, like the NASCAR guys and Chris Bell and Kyle Larson and those guys? What was it racing against some of the you know top drivers in the world? I mean, they're just they're just another dude. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we don't strap in and and, and say, "Oh man, what Kyle Larson lines up in front of me or Chris Bell or whoever else." I mean, they're just another race car that you have to try to pass. And you know, I think that's what's special about dirt racing is. Like, yes, they, they have gone on and they have done great things. But whenever those guys come back, they're just regular people. Uh, they're just one of us. You know, we all think the same way. We all do the same thing. Some better than others, obviously, you know. But, you know, we're, we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. And, you know, we're not really, I guess, starstruck by it. That's just another guy. So it's, uh, I, I think that's what's really cool about Chili Bowl and, and some other places. Um, when it, Whenever they do run with us, it's – you know, they're just normal people. They, they're, they obviously are special, but they're, you know, they're just another guy you got to race against and you got to try to beat. Next year, you're running a wing sprint car full time, which is different than typically you've raced wingless sprint cars in the past in the flow racing all-star circuit of champions. Uh, why did you choose to move to that series, that kind of car? And what are your expectations for this season? Um, obviously we want to win races, you know, we, you know, deciding to do that, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, whether it be the right timing or, you know, having the right equipment in the right places, uh, having the right people around you. Um, you know, obviously with Dr. Pepper and McDonald's, they, they're big supporters of mine, but, um, we also have other people that have gotten involved this year. So being able to do it right, you know, is a big, you know, game changer, but also, you know, you race for a little bit more money. Um, the wing side of things gets you a little bit more exposure. And, uh, you know, it's just another form of racing that I also enjoy. And, 
Um, you know, I, I would like to race a sprint car full time. And in order to race sprint cars full time, you kind of have to either, you kind of have to run a, a wing car. So, um, that's just the direction I wanted to go. I, I like what they're doing with the sport and I want to be a part of it. How does a wing sprint car handle compared to a not like a non-wingless? Like does the wing wing handle more different than, you know, not having a wing? Yeah, it does. Uh, obviously there's, you know, a five by five, you know, aluminum wing on top of it. So it's got a lot of more downforce. It does different things. You, you, the feels that you want to feel are different, you know, in a non-wing car, you like to really feel your right rear. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to get that in a, in a wing car all the time. Um, you know, so it's just different feels, different, you know, driving ability or driving, you know, tactics of, of what you want to do and how to put your car in different places. And, uh, you know, obviously you got a, another, you know, curveball is, is dirty air. Um, you know, you're going to have to be able to manipulate that and, and put your wing where it needs to be in order to make the speed that you need to make while you're in traffic. So, uh, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of things that are different. Obviously, one leans to the left, one wants to flip over to the right. So it's it's hard to compare the two, but, um, you know, they're the same cars, but very, very different. Would you want to, on the NASCAR side, of course, they've added some some dirt racing. Would you ever want to try the Bristol Dirt Race or one of the Truck Series dirt races at Knoxville or Bristol, stuff like that? Have you been approached in the past about doing something like that? Uh, I've talked to a few people about it, but, I mean, it's obviously something that interests me. It's it's cool what they do whenever they, they bring those deals to the, to the dirt tracks and, you know, just, you know, kind of, you know, conjoining the, the dirt racing fans with the pavement guys and, and, you know, seeing everybody have a good time and also put on a good show. So, uh, you know, it's definitely something I would do, you know, I would, it'd be dumb not to, I feel like, you know, if you did get that opportunity. So, uh, you know, it, it's something that I would, I would sign up for, for sure. But, uh, we just haven't, haven't really figured anything out. We were going to try to run a race, um, at Bristol. Um, it just didn't work out, you know, timing wise. And, uh, you know, just is what it is. So it's, uh, you know, maybe there's something that comes of it, you know, here in the near future, especially since they're, they're going to run more dirt races. You see, they're putting dirt back on Bristol. They're going to Knoxville now, uh, obviously outdoors off the schedule, but, um, you know, there's, there may be some possibilities, but, um, yeah, it, it would be something that, that I would do for sure. So we have, um, three questions here. It's this for that, um, game. So the first question here is, would you do NASCAR Gen 6 or NASCAR Next Gen? Like, we typically use these for, for NASCAR guys, but we figured we'd ask you as well, um, which would you rather drive, like test drive or, or just watch on track? Uh, well, I despise where the numbers are at right now. So I would have to go the latter. I'd have to go last year's. The second one here, was you rather rather race or even watch a NASCAR race at Bristol or Martinsville? Bristol. Bristol for sure. And the last dirt one here. Oh, I'm sorry. Dirt or pavement? Or, or, Not dirt. Or Come, just... on. Come on. <laughs> dirt. And the last yeah. question here, one of my you know favorite movies, Cars, Talladega Nights or Days of Thunder? Oh, Days of Thunder. Y'all probably too young to even know what Days of Thunder is. 
Fox kept showing that that documentary all all the time last year, but yeah, yeah, those are some of those are a little older than us, but um, they're they're definitely considered the classics. Finally, where can we find you on social media, online, your merch, whatever you want? Uh, give it a shout out. Uh, obviously on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I want to say it's just Kevin Thomas Jr. Right, Kevin Thomas Jr. All all one, and then. Uh, you know, for the website stuff, my wife got things set up for uh, shop KTJ, shopktj.com. Uh, you know, she she handles everything on that side for us. So, uh, you know, it's she runs a lot of my social media and runs the T-shirt side. So, you know, if you do contact me, you're probably talking to her just as well. So it's uh, she does a great job, and also uh, you know, being able to reach out on on Twitter and. And then obviously, you know, speaking with you guys is doing a lot for us and, and with the sport. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. That was Kevin Thomas Jr. on the Quick Pit Podcast. Coming up next, we will have segment three on the Quick Pit Podcast. That's coming up next. Thank you for listening. podcast you've made it to the third segment of this show thank you to kevin thomas jr for coming on the show man that that sounded weird um but i don't care i'm excited we have finally got some racing to preview the off season is over it's over connor the clash is this sunday heat start at three o'clock big race main race is at six they put a track inside a football stadium. Can you believe it, Connor? And we get to talk about it. That's what's happening this segment. Yeah, um, there's a thing called practice that's happening. Don't know if you've heard of it. It's been a while. But yeah, practice February 5th. Actually, Connor, it has it because they had it in Phoenix. So Shh. you get my point. February 5th, 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Times. First practice and the only practice. Well, I got it. Wait, 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 wait. Where are the track facts? It's been two months. We need we're, them. We're, we're getting there. We have to start with the info and then we get to the track facts. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. I forgot the schedule. Yeah. And February 5th, 8.30 p.m. qualifying. Then February 6th, race day, 4.10 p.m. That's the uh, – I think – Heat races yeah. start at three. Yeah. Um, the NASCAR, I was about to say the NASCAR app messed things up. Their times are off. Um, so don't go by NASCAR, but yeah, heat races start at three. The main starts at six, I believe. Um, I think 410 is the last chance qualifier, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I mean it's all on Twitter. We'll post we'll retweet whoever puts it out there. But the main event will be 150 laps. Here's your track facts, Ethan. 37.5 miles in 150 laps. Wow, that's a lot of miles. I mean, that's like, I don't know. That's probably about from here to Pocono, give or take. Yeah, and so guess what? Guess what the track facts are? It is located inside a football stadium? Oh, yeah. What? The Los Angeles, California, the Memorial, Los Angeles Memorial. They, they've played football. They've done the Olympics in there. And now they're doing racing. They played baseball there, Connor. 
The, yeah, the, the USC Trojans there. play there. Did you know that the grass is still under the track? That they didn't yeah. rip up the grass to make this thing? Guess what year it was built? Ah, uh, 36. No, the racetrack was built in 2022, Ethan. Oh, Connor. No, I meant the- <laughs> Got you there. <laughs> Type short track, a mile, one-eighth of a mile. It is paved. Eight. It's a quarter, Connor. A quarter. My bad. Quarter. Guess what caution speed's going to be? Ten? Zero. <laughs> they don't have room. Oh, man. All right. No live pit stops, of course. 23 cars make the field as well as, I believe, the highest. 23 cars qualify their, in, their way into the heats. And then I believe the 24th driver comes from the highest the, the like of the drivers who are out after the 23 make it in the highest finisher in last year's point standings, which means Kyle Larson is technically locked in because there's no way someone's going to get higher than him last year as such. But I think Larson will qualify in any way, but 24 cars in the full race, I believe. And as Connor said, 150 laps, 6 PM Eastern on Fox. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for this. We're going to have a big old watch party, me and Connor. It's going to be a lot of fun. You'll probably get a live uh, recap segment after after the race. Either yeah, it might uh, be one of those. It might be one of those two two kind of two kind of podcasts in one week type of thing. Um, the one the one might more just be like thirty ish minutes on a recap of us being excited that there's actually racing happening, and who knows what's going to happen because it's inside a football stadium, which means it's short. So yeah. no it is short track. Car. It is short track. It is short track. Short track. Yeah. Short, short track. Danny yeah. Hamlin and short track racing. Yep. And, yep. Man, I'm so excited for this. I, I can't wait. Um, meanwhile, we've also given ourselves like four sound bites in the last five minutes to use in the future. But Connor, who are you watching out to see perform well this weekend? Um, well, it's a new car. And I'm just going to say the veterans who can keep their car clean for 150 laps around a quarter mile racetrack and like with three lanes and you don't know how this thing's going to race you don't know how fast you're going to go uh, i mean i, th- I think it's going to be um it's going to be like monster jam type things where people are just running each other over um so i'm going to go with a veteran any veterans who just have more experience at in a car i guess it's this new car but just a race car and just kind of know the surroundings i'm like not going to go with a work or anything we've had the past seven years we've had had seven different winners in the clash, of course, somewhere on the uh, somewhere on the big oval at Daytona Super Speedway, somewhere on the road course at Daytona. But I mean, I it's it's a wild guess. I mean, I it's really whoever you have a gut feeling for could win. I mean, that, that's who you go for. I think Chase Elliott, Martin Truex, and Denny Hamlin are my three favorites because of their short track racing skill, their history. Um, they're all of them have won at Martinsville, which when you look at the turns is pretty close to the Coliseum, the, the layout for the Coliseum here. I mean, short, uh, short, flat turns with one lane on the bottom that works. So uh, I'm looking out for those guys, but I really think this is anyone's race. I think the equipment will not matter in this race. It'll purely be up to skill. And that's why if I had to pick a dark horse, I'm going with Corey LaJoy. And here's why. He was a beast in the what is now known as the uh, Arca Menards East Series. In fact, there's a video 
you know, there was a race at Bowman Gray about in like 2011 that had like 10 current cup drivers in it. And Corey yeah. LaJoy won it at Bowman Gray, which is very close. I think Corey LaJoy has uh, raced this track before. He's won this track before. And so Corey LaJoy is my dark horse pick to win this race. What about you, Connor? Well, I mean, I guess my dark horse pick would, of course, be Alex Bowman. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> He's go not a dark as- horse anymore, Connor. He drives for the best team in racing. He won four races last year. You cannot pick Alex Bowman as a dark horse anymore. I, I thought I was still a hack, but okay. Um, I'll, go with, I'll go with, hmm. you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steal. Uh, I already asked Siri what her pick is and I'll say it in a couple moments here, but. Oh yeah. We really need like, to, oh shoot. We need to do our picks. This is the first pick of the year, Connor. Yeah. I have my pick and I have Siri has her pick. You don't have your pick. I don't even have the template up yet. Well, you better think of something to write it down and then you can put it in later. But I all actually right, all right. hold, well, on, gonna spoil, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna spoil serious pick here. Ethan, you can pull it up while I talk. Um, I'm gonna spoil her pick because I think it's actually a pretty good pick because I think he's actually done pretty well last year. And I think he could just I don't know, kind of gut feeling type thing. Chris Busher. I hmm. that's what serious pick's going with the 17 car. But I mean, I actually kind of like it as an underdog pick, you know. You know, now it's moving to that second car, second driver on that team of course behind brad keselowski now but i mean i think i think it actually kind of like it i wouldn't be surprised if he actually goes out and wins it i would not be surprised i I like him as my dark horse pick all right connor who is your pick to win this race man it's been too long it has been way too long and i mean it is going to be a great season He's going to win the championship at the end of the year. Might as well start it off and kind of speak into existence. I, I, I'm correct. We have 10 bucks on this again, right? Of course we do. Plus, plus the best picker certificate. Yeah. Alex Bowman, the showman, is going to win the inaugural clash at the Coliseum. How did I know that was going to get picked? I mean – it, it is basically a crapshoot, if you ask me. I mean, tars, cars are going to get torn up. There's going to be lots of cautions, and it's pretty much an even playing field. So, with that much being said, I am I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I think that's a pretty safe pick, honestly. And so, I'll, I'll go with Elliott to start here. And, uh, yeah, that, those are our picks. Chime in on Twitter what your picks are. I'm sure we'll put a post up uh, on Saturday or Sunday morning or something to see what you guys think. And, uh, yeah, uh, Connor, one idea that I did have, uh, rambling about racing the podcast that we came on last – not last week, in December that I was on and that we've done some collaborations with last night. Uh, of course, keep in mind we're re- recording this on the 2nd of February – Last night, they did a, a live Twitter recording. You can do like a, a Twitter live thing. Yep. I was thinking maybe we could maybe do something like that after the clash or after Daytona or something like that to to see yeah, if anyone I mean, wants to join in. Yeah, we also have an Instagram. I know that's kind of a little bit easier for live streams. So make sure you guys go follow us on Instagram. We'll also see it Twitter, but we might, yeah, I actually kind of like that. Let's Maybe let's just been live instead of, recording and playing the night before make it interesting like you know i actually like that let's 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 plan on that 
we'll, we'll have a tweet out on where it's going to be. You know, we might have both social medias, who knows? So just keep an eye out for that. Go follow us on Instagram, quit pit podcast, follow us on Twitter. And I actually, I like that idea. I, I would look out for that if I were you. Yes. All right. So is there anything else that we forgot? I don't think so. Oh, I did want to mention Ethan does get another shot at his, uh, at his uh, closing out the segments and this to me closing out the podcast because he decided to make fun of me on the screen last time and mess me all up. It will be in the bloopers at the end of the year, but Ethan, do you want to redeem yourself or at least try to? Well, I'm tempted to let you do it and see how I can mess you up again this week, but I will give it a shot. So thank you all for, for listening as Connor, I'm sure is going to try something here. Um, <laughs> he's laughing so hard um, alright I'm going to look at, no I can't do that uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Cookbit Podcast thank you to Kevin Thomas Jr. for coming on the show and talking with us, it was a lot of fun please go check out Circle B Diecast, use our code QUICKPIT Q-U-I-C-K-P-I-T to get free shipping on all orders over 20 bucks Connor, you're failing uh, he's, he's like waving his arms well What's funny about waving arms is broken arm over across the screen. Thank you to Eric from ZZC. Tune in next week. You might hear him on the show. He might be back doing something special, a new segment that we're in the works of setting up. So make sure to tune in next week in which you will also hear another driver interview. So make sure to keep track of that. So without further ado, I'm Ethan. He's Connor. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Quick Pit Podcast. Connor, you failed at messing me up. I did it!